0: You're in the middle of cooking dinner when it hits you. I never responded to Jessica's text. She messaged you three days ago, and you never got around to replying. So you think to yourself, oh my god, I'm such a bad friend, as you race over to your phone, spatula in hand, to tap out a response. But being a good or bad friend goes beyond the typical performative actions that we use to measure the quality of our friendships. There are actually three key areas that help to determine how good of a friend you really are, and today I'm going to outline those for you because we can all stand to show up a little bit better in our friendships, and it helps to have a framework with which to fairly and sensibly gauge if we're on track. So if you've been wondering what the qualities of a good friend really look like, well then honey, this week's episode is for you. Oh, and one more thing. I actually created a checklist for the first time so that you can read through this as I go through it with you on today's show. So visit betterfemalefriendships.com. The pop-up will ask if you want to download a list of good quality friend traits. You're going to say yes. And that way you can read along as I outline it for you today together during the show. This is Friend Forward, the podcast, and if you're having girl problems, we got you. I'm Danielle Byer-Jackson, a certified friendship coach, and I am here to help you through it. let me give some context before we jump into highlighting these um, three sectors of like quality friendship, right? I work with one-on-one clients every week. I receive personal messages from women I don't know every day. And thanks to TikTok, I'm reading through one to 200 comments on social media posts every week. That gives me a good pulse of the state of our female friendships right now and as I read through comments and get messages and, and I you know have the honor of hearing women share their hearts with me you know every week in our coaching sessions, certain themes are starting to emerge and this is this is what I want to say before we jump into this so you understand why we're doing this particular subject right now okay on on the qualities of a good friend. I'm either seeing women who are far too harsh on themselves about what they have to offer a friendship and it's getting in the way of forming them. I see women who are too harsh on other people and that's getting in the way of their ability to form and maintain meaningful friendships. And then I see women who have skewed ideas of what friendship's supposed to be in general, which naturally is going to impact your ability to form Quality relationships with other women. So, we've already done a podcast episode on um, friendship expectations, like false expectations that set you up for disappointment. That's in season one. But today, I want to focus on what makes a good friend so that we can focus on ourselves and have a realistic, uh, reasonable view of how to show up. Okay. So, even though you can use this checklist I'm going to go through and measure up uh, a friend as you hear the checklist, I want you to go down the list for yourself. Let's check ourselves and see, am I showing up as a good friend? That way we can pinpoint the areas, you know, where we need to kind of like step it up or, you know, spend a little more time nurturing, okay? So these three components are the best that I've seen so far and they're from um, Dr. Suzanne Deggs-White, who does a lot of work around women's relationships. So there are 13 qualities, but they all fall into like three categories. So I'm going to share with you her three categories and those qualities, but I'm also going to uh, share some questions that I formed for each one for you to think about as we go through. So normally I hit you with a couple points and then I kind of elaborate a little bit, but today I'm going to have more questions for you than statements. While there are several traits of a quality friend, they fall within three main categories, integrity, caring, and congeniality. Okay. So let's start with integrity. The first component of integrity is trustworthiness and dependability. So remember I said in today's episode, I'm going to hit you with more questions than statements because I really want you to reflect on you this week. So when it comes to trustworthiness and dependability, I mean, trust is the, it's the cornerstone of any friendship. Do you believe that others can trust you? Do you keep secrets well? Do you follow through? Can they trust you to do what you said you were going to do? Can they be secure in knowing that you'll come through? Are you consistent? And when it comes to matters of dependability, this typically can look like something seemingly harmless, like canceling plans or being forgetful about that thing that you said that you would do. It speaks a bit to your reliability. And that has sometimes unintended consequences of how I can trust you, how I can depend on you. And then that dictates what I share with you, how open I am with you, um, and how much I buy into the relationship overall. So it's worth paying some attention to. So when it comes to following through, is your one cancellation just this minor incident within the larger scope of your friendship? Or is dependability overall a constant issue, like a regular occurrence, a staple of how you operate? Either way, it's worth looking at. The second trait within the integrity bucket per se would be honesty. Can we count on you to tell the truth? Not just verbally, like when you're questioned about something, but can you show up as the real you in your friendships? Are you yourself with people, quite simply? Can people trust you to keep it real with them? And I wanna talk to my people pleaser friends for a second because this is a trait that we're like, oh, I can't deal with dishonest people. And you kind of have this imagery of like, a villainous person who's trying to like manipulate and they're sneaky behind your back. But sometimes it can even come from the most well-meaning of people. If when I ask you your opinion on something, you don't want to say something that's going to offend me, then it kind of uh, hinders my ability to totally trust you. I remember having a really good friend in college. But I never could trust her to keep it real with me because she was so eager to please. So she never pushed back. Uh, She never gave me her real opinion because she wanted me to remain happy and didn't want to ruffle my feathers. But at some point, I need that honesty because that helps me to lean in more in the friendship. Another trait that falls within the integrity bucket would be loyalty. Does what I share stay between us? If I'm not around and a group of women begin saying less than flattering things about me, how do you respond? And the final component in the integrity bucket of friendship qualities is being able to trust. This this trait specifically speaks to your willingness to trust other people. Okay, and I want to sit here for a second. This message is for my my tough friends. The girls saying, you know, Well, you can't trust everybody these days or, you know, I got to keep my guard up sometimes or you can't just let everybody in. Okay, I'm talking to you right now. I'm not a counselor, so I can't speak to where this mindset comes from. I'm not a psychologist, so I I can't necessarily speak to how to dismantle that mindset. But as a coach and a, a friendship coach specifically, I can tell you the impact that it has on your friendships and how it will get in the way of achieving your goal of forming and maintaining close bonds some of the latest research and i think this comes out of seattle university but it shows that trust begets trust so if i'm a trusting person then people are more willing to be worthy of it because i'm showing them up front that i trust them so i want you to think about those women you know who are always like you know you can't trust people these days or i got to be careful I want to ask you genuinely, do you think that that motivates people to not get on your bad side or to not be disloyal to you or to not hurt you? Because you voicing it is certainly not something that makes people become at ease with you. That is going to directly impact the way that you can show up in your friendship. If you're always waiting for me to betray you as a friend, then it's going to affect how vulnerable you are with me, how much you take risks with me, how much you um, pour into me and how much you share. Can we really ever get close if you're always kind of holding me at arm's length? Yes, there is risk involved there. But on the other side of that risk is the reward of depth and platonic intimacy in two women who have decided, who have chosen to trust each other. Okay. So for those of you who are like, I don't really trust other people. Well, that's one of the qualities of being a good friend is I am trusting, you know, to a reasonable degree the next bucket of qualities that make a good friend is caring. So this includes the following traits. The first is empathy. Are you generally in touch with what your friends are feeling? And if so, do you convey that? The reason I think that second part is important is because a lot of us will say like, yeah, I think I'm pretty in tune with, you know, what they're feeling, what they're going through. But do they know that? Because feeling cared for is one of the key determinants of how satisfied we feel in our relationships. So from their perspective, would they say that you empathize, that you take the time to listen? Are you a good communicator when they are sharing with you, giving affirming statements? Um, Do you have bad habits like one-upping or minimizing or bringing the conversation back to yourself? All those things can unintentionally convey that you are not empathetic. So we have to be in tune with what our friends are feeling and make sure that we convey that. The second trait that kind of falls within the bucket of caring is being non-judgmental. How do you respond when your friends choose differently than you would have chosen? The next trait is good listening skills. I mean, truly, when someone's speaking to you, Are you engaging with them, you know, asking questions instead of just trying to solve their problem? Are you um, having distraction-free conversation? You know, 80% of communication is nonverbal. So am I turning my body toward her and showing reflective micro expressions that let her know she is heard, that she is seen? Am I doing small things like giving validating responses as she's speaking? All of that goes into being a good listener. And finally, being supportive. Now, this trait, I feel like can seem a little relative because, you know, support sometimes is a little vague. Like, what does that even look like? It's a little elusive. But even though the definition kind of varies person to person, generally, are you showing up for your friends? Do you actively take note of opportunities to be there for them? Do you withdraw? Do you make assumptions about their overall character? Do you try to persuade her to choose differently? Um, for some of us, do you get critical? And that's either verbally or silently. But how are we judging our friends when they choose differently than we would have chosen? And the final bucket of traits uh, for a quality friend is congeniality. And the simplest way I can define that is just friendliness and happiness. So a couple components of congeniality The first would be self-confidence. So this is to my, you know, my friends who are listening right now. And we don't necessarily have the highest esteem. And we're a little insecure and unsure of ourselves. This is why people who are strong independently as people make for good friends. Because on some level, it's like, how comfortable are you with yourself? Do you believe that you have good things to offer this world? To offer other people? Do you believe in your talent and your abilities? How comfortable are you with taking risks? Because I want you to think about the experience of befriending somebody who has low self-esteem and they're not sure of themselves. I almost want to say that that can be contagious. And I think there is research to show that people who are confident, you know, breed confidence in the people around them. So if I feel like I always have to assure you constantly and, you know, build you up. Now, of course, that's, you know, a requirement of any friendship. But if my primary role in the friend dynamic is to constantly build you up and to lift you and to pour into you and to affirm you because you don't believe in yourself, it becomes taxing at some point. So are you comfortable with you? Do you believe you really have something to give other people? Something good to offer? Because if so, then you can really show up in your friendships because you can show up for yourself. And then finally, do you generally <laughs> have fun? And that might be like seemingly like oversimplistic, but I got to say this, and I'm not trying to hate on anybody. I just, it just has to be said. If you have a tendency to complain, to gossip, to see the negative in everything, and are generally kind of miserable, which none of us are really going to claim that like, oh, yeah, that's me. But I want you to take note of like your language and your overall worldview. If everything sucks, and who does she think she is? And my boss sucks, and the weather sucks, who would elect to be around that? You hear me often refer to um, Shasta Nelson's Triangle of Frentimacy. And the idea is that there are three things that every strong friendship really needs. And those are uh, consistency, vulnerability, and positivity. So if you think of those three words like labels on each side of a triangle, she has positivity as the base of the triangle. Because at the end of the day, we can't even build something meaningful if I generally don't enjoy being around you now of course, when you take an aerial view, we know that you're going to have ups and downs and there are times when it's just not pleasant because we're going through some kind of hardship, whatever. But when I take an aerial view and I look at things overall, is it generally a joyful experience? If that's not a worldview that you have, that overall things are good and people are good and that you know life is worth living and you know if you generally don't have that worldview it is going to be very difficult for you to show up as a good friend because of your skewed perspective of the world, okay? Are you friendly? Are you generally upbeat? Now, I know we all have different personalities. We have different senses of humor. We have different levels of introversion and extroversion, and that's fine. That comes down to preference, like what my preferences are in a friendship. But regardless of those things, am I a pleasant and friendly person? if you're walking around with the attitude it's just not going to attract new people in your life but it also doesn't make you appealing to the friends that you do have so that's not to call anyone out or shame anybody who may be in the season of of pessimism or hardship but overall is that a quality that you have as a person because if so then it probably bodes well for you in a friendship so again, those three components when we're kind of like assessing ourselves would be integrity, caring, and congeniality. Now that's going to fluctuate kind of as we go through life in different seasons. And there are some areas where you can really show up and it's like your, your, your strong suit while the others are a little weak. But at least if we have them in our awareness, we can know, okay, am I, am I showing up for my friends? Do I have these things going on for me where my friends really get something out of being in relationship with me? it's just something worth noting. So even though I asked you to kind of think of yourself as we go down that list, you know, now I give you permission to kind of use this in turn to assess your current friendships. And I bet that if you sense some kind of lack or dissatisfaction, you can probably pinpoint one of the uh, traits that we just listed. I want you to think about the quality that we shared today that is like your strength and the one that you're like, ooh shoot, I need to work on that. And I want you to come share it with me. So I've shared this on um, in our last podcast episode and on my social media um, on Instagram at Danielle Byer Jackson. But we started a discord channel now. We haven't opened it yet, but if you want to join us, all you do is download the discord app totally free and send me a message. You can send us a message on Friend Forward and one of my ladies might answer it, or you can send an email to hello at betterfemalefriendships.com. If you want to debrief with other women after each podcast episode. And I feel like today might be a good one to talk through like, oh shoot, those qualities help me see that I need to step it up in this area. Or these. this list might make it clear of uh, maybe some friends you need to let go of because you're like, okay, yeah, check, check, check. She has none of those, <laughs> which I'm glad it helps in that way too. You know what I mean? Uh, so if you want to kind of like process that and talk about it out with other people, join our Discord channel. That might be one, uh, one way to kind of um, work through it. So as always as you process all this and you apply and you take it with you throughout the week know that i am here for you always on your ongoing journey toward better female friendships <music>